1: I don't know whether to preach or run. I'm 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 serious. Boy, that's that's exciting, isn't it? I I preached in a church on one occasion they invited me to come preach and it was a lot like this church. Boy, they got excited. And I saw the pastor jump up and run and he ran out one door and he was just gone <laughs> he was just gone <clears throat> maybe 10 minutes later he came back in another door and he was still running when he <clears throat> i tell you what spirit of the lord gets on you you want to do something i mean i i know some of you aren't there yet but at least you could patch your foot or something <laughs> just show Show some emotions. It's, uh, you know, I tell people all the time that salvation is not about feelings, but it is not devoid of feelings. Man, you feel it. Well, church, Merry Christmas. Christmas. That was pitiful. (laughs) Let's try it again. Merry Christmas. Christmas. We should be saying that every day, everywhere we go. Wow, the birth of our Lord and Savior. This morning, I want to speak to you on the subject, the best Christmas, the best Christmas. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture, so I want you to write these down. But what I share with you today will definitely get you into the Christmas spirit. And all you have to do is just do what God's word says do. It's not hard, it's not difficult, it's not complicated. In fact, it's real simple. Just do what the Word of God says do. But this message today is not just about having the best Christmas. I'm going to talk to you about God's will for your life. On a regular basis, you can talk to just about any pastor. And one of the questions that we get often is, how can I know God's will for my life? If you've ever asked that question, then I've got some good news for you. Today, I will tell you God's will for your life. Now, I won't be able to give you the small personal details for your individual life, but I'll give you the big picture of God's will for your life. And this is what I want you to know. When you see it, and when you step into it, and when you walk in it, oh, definitely, you'll have the best Christmas. In fact, you'll have the best January, the best February, the best March, the best 2023. Uh, you you'll you have the best. And, and I'll tell you, if you'll stay in this little truth I will give you today. If you'll stay in it and walk in it one of these days when your life is done, you will have finished well, right in the center of God's will for your life. So it's a a little bitty truth in God's word, but man, is it powerful. And so do I have your attention? All right. Good deal. We'll start with this passage of scripture. Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your... Say those two words with me. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father... In heaven. Now, if you're familiar with this passage of scripture, Jesus has already told them, you are the light of the world. But after he tells them that they are the light of the world, he says, now that you are the light of the world, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. So so Jesus was saying, you are the light. Now let your light shine. And this is what he says. This is how the world will see your light. And that is through your good works. This is for all Christians. This is for all of us. No one is exempt from this. We have a responsibility to live, li- live our lives in such a way that people see it. That people see the good things we do. They see the good work that we do. They they see us doing good. In fact, they see us doing good works that are so very good that they praise and worship God. So I'm talking about something really over the top here. You and I doing something that's so good so profound, so powerful, that people can't do anything except say, To God be the glory. Great things He has done. Now let me clear something up uh, to begin with, because I don't want you to be misled today. And that is that you could do a hundred, a thousand, a million good works, and it wouldn't pay for one sin. You see, you see, no amount of good work will wipe out your sin, debt, And we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, I I still hear people say, well, I know he's going to heaven because he was a good person. First of all, he wasn't a good person. I don't know who it is, but Jesus said there's only one good. You got me? Nobody's going to heaven because they're good. Because none of us are good for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. No, not one. All we like sheep have gone astray. You know the word. So so understand this right from the beginning. And this is the reason that the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The Apostle Paul was saying, the only way to get saved, the only way to have your sin debt covered is through the grace of God. But what we often miss is in the very next verse, Ephesians 2.10. It says this, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for, say it, good works. Good works. And, and it says, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In one verse, he says, we're not saved by works, we're saved by grace. But in the next verse, he said, but you were saved for good works. God created you for good works. Better than that, God had a plan for your life to walk in good works. You see, good works can't save you, but that is what you were saved to do. And that's what you and I were created to do. In Dr. David Jeremiah's book, The World of the End, and uh, I highly recommend it. Boy, it is an enjoyable read, but it's more than just reading a good book. It actually teaches us as Christians how to navigate these dark days in which we live. Again, the world of the end. And in this book, he tells a story about a young man by the name of Hunter. Hunter uh, took a flight to Las Vegas because he wanted to attend his sister's wedding. And when he got to the hotel room in Las Vegas, he realized that he had lost his wallet. Hold your hand up if you've ever lost your wallet. Oh man, that's a sick feeling, isn't it? I mean, that'll put you on your knees praying. Amen. Yeah, it happened to me not long ago. And, and he, he realized that he'd lost his wallet. And inside of his wallet, He had $60 in cash. He had a $400 paycheck that he had already signed. Don't do that, that's not a good idea. He had all of his IDs and his bank card and it was all gone. He tried to maintain a brave face uh, and enjoy the festivities but it was weighing heavily upon him. But to his surprise, the next day after he got back home, he received a package in the mail. And in the package was his wallet. In the wallet, there was his $400 paycheck that had already been signed. It was still there. All of his IDs were there. His bank card was there, but it didn't have $60 in it. It had $100 in it. There was also a note. This is how the note read. Hunter found this on frontier flight from Omaha to Denver. Row 12 seat F wedged between the seat and the wall. Thought you might want it back. All the best. P.S. I rounded your cash up to an even $100 so you could celebrate getting your wallet back. Have fun. (laughs) Dr. David Jeremiah. Said He said, what if, what if you and I were to reflect God's love to such a degree that the world around us felt astounded, even dumbfounded? Hunter couldn't believe what had happened. And and friends, here's what I want you to understand today. This is exactly the responsibility, the teaching, the mandate that we're given in Scriptures. This is what we're supposed to be doing. I know it may seem like a small thing, but it is life-changing. It will not just change your life. It will change the lives of people around you. I'll give you some Scripture. I hope you'll write these down. Titus 3.14. It says, and let our people learn to devote. That's a strong word, isn't it? Let us devote themselves to good works so as to help cases of urgent need and to, and not be unfruitful. Oh, we're to be devoted. Do you, are, are you devoted? I tell you, I'm under conviction when I read things like this. We are to be devoted to good works. And then 1 Thessalonians 5.15 says, See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another. That's to the body of Christ and to everyone. That's everybody else in the world. So we're to be devoted to good works. <clears throat> we are to always be seeking and looking for opportunities to do good work. How about this one? Galatians 6.9-10 and let us not grow weary of doing good. Don't get tired of it. Don't get weary. Don't give out. Keep doing it. We're to be devoted to it. We're to always be trying to do good. We, we are are to never grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. So then as we have opportunity, every opportunity you have, every opportunity I have, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are the household of faith. You see, our brothers and sisters get priority, but it doesn't stop there. Amen. Man, it's everybody, everywhere. We, we are to be devoted We are to always seek to do good. We're to never get tired of doing good. Here's one more. Hebrews 13, 16. Do not neglect to what? Do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Devoted, taking every opportunity, never growing weary. We're we're to be do-gooders. We're to get out there in the world and do good things. So let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Especially this one, do not neglect to do good. You see, friends, when Christians neglect to do good, we actually do more damage and more harm than good. Because what we're professing with our mouths is not a reality in our lives we we confess one thing but our reality doesn't measure up and when people see that it does more harm it it does terrible harm so so we cannot neglect this truth we're urged all through the bible to do good i've quote, i've memorized and quoted many many poems from this pulpit through the years but my all-time favorite poem Goes like this, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one walk with me than merely point the way. The eye is a better pupil and more willing than the ear find counsels confusing, but examples always clear. And And, and the best of all Christians are those who live their creed. For to see the good in action is what everybody needs. I can soon learn to do it if you'll let me see it done. I can watch your hands in action, but your tongue too fast may run. And the lectures you deliver may be wise and true, but I'd rather get my lesson by observing what you do. I may misunderstand you and the high advice you give, but there's no misunderstanding how you act and how you live. Oh, friends. It's important for me to preach the word. It's important for our pastoral staff and our teaching staff to preach the word to you. But if we don't go out there in the world and live it, oh, we're just going through the motions. We have to get out there and live it. People have to see it in our lives. Je- Jesus, Jesus just condensed it in this one, one little verse. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Here's another scripture. Third John one beloved do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Now here it is. Whoever does good is from God and whoever does evil has not seen God. How do we identify an evil person? They do evil things. How do we identify a godly person? They do good things. You see, friends, when you and I are out there in the world doing good things, it's a testimony that we're from God, that God is in us, that we're moved and motivated by our God. Now, let me just, let me tell you, I've just admired this beautiful, Christmas decoration up here. I told somebody a while ago that I did it all myself. (laughs) And they laughed because they knew I was lying. (laughs) To which I explained that old saying I've used so many times, if I'm lying and you know I'm lying and I know that you know I'm lying, it's really not lying. It's just entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) So I was entertaining, but I love this. And and let me tell you something. I love the Christmas trees. I love the Christmas trees and the Christmas lights. Every now and then somebody will say to me, being real pious, acting like they know something that the rest of us don't know. I've had them say it to me through the years. Your Christmas tree is pagan. To which I respond. Your Christmas tree may be pagan. My Christmas tree shows the glory of God. My Christmas tree is not pagan. Man, I tell you what, when we put our Christmas tree up at the house, we put the lights on it. We always use the white lights. And then most of the time we put a star at the top of it. Or or we put an angel and and sometimes I like to go in and just cut all the lights off and just have the Christmas tree on. And I think about that night when the angel appeared to the shepherds and the glory of God was shown all about them. Oh, yours may be pagan. Mine glorifies God. Mine testifies of a biblical truth. But listen to me. I love the lights on the Christmas tree. But God wants his light to shine through you and me. That's worth saying again. I I wrote that in my notes and after I wrote it, I thought that that actually rhymes. I may be a poet and I don't even know it. I love the lights on the Christmas tree, but God wants his light to shine through you and me. And I want to tell you, you can put 10,000 lights up. But if you don't let His light shine through you, through your good works, you've missed out on the whole Christmas spirit. Oh, my goodness. You say, well, Pastor, how do I let my light shine? Are you ready for this? I'm going I'm to I'm put it all in one big statement. You know how to let your light shine? Try it. Just try doing it. Read your Bible and do what it says. You you're acting like I didn't say something real profound. Read your Bible and do what it says and your light will shine and it will result in good works. People will see it and it will make a difference in their lives. I'll just give you a few, but boy, the whole Bible, you just read your Bible. How about this? These are all things you can find in the scripture and I'm paraphrasing, but how about this? Love when others are hating. The world's full of hate right now, isn't it? Don't you just hate those Democrats? Don't you just hate those Republicans? Really? Christians, we're going to fall for that. Why not read the manual? Why not read the book? Why not read what our Lord has given us? And why don't we start loving when others are hating? What's happened to us? Don't, don't get drawn into politics. Every now and then I'll have a Christian say, man, we got to go to work. We got to get them in office. If they don't, the world's done. All right, I got to quit. I got I to gotta move on. Yeah. Love when others are hating. Give when others are taking. This is biblical stuff. Love your enemies. Who's your number one enemy? Who, who's the person that's fighting against you the hardest? Oh, man. Kick it in gear. Do something for them. It'll mess them up. Show up with a cake. Give them a gift. Write them a card. Do what the Bible says. (laughs) Do good to those who hate us. How about this? Give expecting nothing in return. Share our blessings with one another. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who are trying to hurt us. When someone takes something from you. Now, hold on. If you don't think the Bible gets out there, When somebody steals something from you, call them and say, I know you took it, but I've got some more stuff I'd like to give you. (laughs) You think I'm joking you, it's in the Bible. When somebody takes something from you, offer to give them more. Yeah, that light (laughs) will shine. When people insult us, say nice things about them, And 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 for some of you, I don't mean to be ugly, but please stop letting social media put out the light and love of Jesus. You're getting on you. What you you don't know is you're embarrassing yourself and you're making the whole church family look bad. Just love somebody. Say nice things. Be generous. When you make a mistake, apologize. We all make mistakes. We all fail. We all fall. We all say and do things we shouldn't do. And the moment the Holy Spirit convicts you, go into action. Do what God's word says. Call somebody. Go see them and say, I am so sorry. I messed up. I blew it. Please forgive me. Oh, that light will start shining. All we have to do is read the Bible and do what the Bible says. Now, listen, we never do any of this to be seen by others or praised by others. We never wave a flag and say, hey, look at me. But I can tell you, friends, if you and I will just simply start doing what God's word says do, that's a light that cannot be hidden. People will see your good works and they'll begin to glorify God. This past week, my wife and I were in Tallahassee and we were trying to figure out where to eat. And all, all the married couples here, you know that, that is a, that's a major issue. Isn't it? It really is, it, it, that's tough. Where do you wanna eat, darling? Well, wherever you wanna eat. Well, I think I'd like to go to Olive Garden. Oh, don't like Olive Garden. You know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? Where where you, we finally agreed? Did you hear that? Hallelujah. We finally agreed to go to Sonny's Barbecue. Woo! And the reason we went to Sonny's barbecue is because we both like the baby back ribs. They're the best. I recommend them highly. So anyway, we get there, we ordered the baby back ribs and man, they were delicious. And we were just having the good time. We, we held hands. We said our prayer. We, uh, uh, we, I, I, I interacted with the waitress, but it was just delightful until I, I got the bill. And it, it it wasn't just I know everything's higher today, but it wasn't just that when I looked at it, I had already given her my card, she had already rung it up and and when I looked at it, I saw this list of food, and we hadn't ordered any of that food and it concerned me and so immediately, this is exactly what I thought I thought she she got our bill mixed up with some other table because we didn't order this and that this, so. So I called her over. I said, ma'am, I said, I don't think this is ours. And remember, she had already rung it up. I said, I don't think this is ours. I think this is somebody else's. And she picked it up and I could tell she was just devastated. She said, oh no. And she said, no, it's not somebody else's. And I have no idea what I was doing. I don't honestly, she said, she, she was sincere. She said, I just have no idea. And she said, I'll be back in just a minute. And she comes back and she brings the manager. And the manager walks up to the table. And he said, let me explain something to you. I said, hold on just a minute. I don't know why I did this. I said, hold on just a minute. I need to ask you a question first. I said, are you a Gator or a Seminole? If I'm standing before you today, he dropped his head and he said, we're not going there, are we? <laughs> to which I responded, you are a gator. <laughs> he said, man, you're hurting me. You're hurting me. And I said, listen, you all beat us three years in a row. It was time for us to come back. And we started laughing, my wife and I and the manager. And the waitress. And we laughed. And then he said, uh, Mr. Jones, let me explain this to you. I said, please don't. I said, I'm willing to pay whatever you want me to pay. I said, you don't have to explain it. I love this restaurant. I love these baby back ribs. I'm coming back. I, I said, I'm a faithful uh, customer. And, and he laughed and walked off. And then she put the final uh, bill on the table. Now... A lot of times people will tell me, I've actually had people say this. When a waitress does a bad job, you just leave them a penny. Don't ever do that. If you, if you leave, I don't care how bad the waitress is. If you leave a penny, please move your membership to another church. Cause the enemy's getting in your face, trying to make you be a bad witness and a testimony. I didn't leave a penny. I didn't leave 10%. I didn't leave 20%. I didn't leave 30%. I didn't leave 40%. I I was trying to figure out, where do you stop? I didn't leave 50%. I didn't leave 60%. I thought seven is the Lord's number. So I left 70%. I left a 70% tip. And when she came back to the table and I handed it back to her, I said, God bless you. She said, oh, I I," I said, God bless you. It's all good. I walked out of that restaurant. Listen, I walked out of that restaurant. Please listen up. I walked out of that restaurant feeling good. I'm being real good. I, I, I walked out of that restaurant knowing that I'd passed the test. I walked out of that restaurant knowing that I had not behaved like a spoiled, selfish brat. I walked out of that restaurant knowing that I did not give way to anger or rude talk. I'm embarrassed to tell you I've done that before, but not this time. This time I did not act like a baby. I acted like a mature Christian who in a difficult situation... Let the love and the light of Jesus shine through me, change the atmosphere. And I got to tell you, friends, wow, that feels good. That feels good. So friends, I'm talking about the best day, the best month, the best Christmas, the best year. I, I, all you have to do is just do what God's word says. Let his light, let his love shine through you. We did something this past week. I got a lot more message left and I'm running out of time. (laughs) We did something this last week. We sent $1,000 to a pastor in another country. And I just uh, talked to Dale. She said, we'll send it. We sent $1,000. He sent a voice message back and this is what he said. He said, right on time, he said, I was down to my last 10 cent in my pocket. And he thanked us, but he was praising God. Amen. You see, we were the delivery boy, but God got the glory. So I want to tell you today, you, you're doing something good. We're doing something good when we obey God's word and, and we give our tithes and offerings so that we can give not just to this church, but through this church, and we can touch the lives of people all around the world. You want to hear some good news? I was shocked. I asked Dale to look this up, our financial secretary. Did you know that right here at River of Life, we give away over $10,000 a month? We, we give away ten, over $10,000 a month since January 1st of this year, we've given away $115,000 and that's not salaries. That's not light bills. Uh, th- that's not upkeep. That's not what we're giving it away. So I'm telling you, you're doing something good. I'm doing something good. We're doing something good. When we obey God's word, we give our tithes and offerings. We're not just supporting the minister of this church. We're touching people. Around the world. And I tell you, praise the Lord. Church, you've got some rewards in heaven you don't even know about. You'd say, well, why would we do that? Why would we give that much money away? Because that's what we do. That's what Christians do. And I I, I would like to next year be able to get up and say, we're giving $20,000 a month away to glorify God. Well, where am I? i don 't know all right, stay with me just just a moment longer. So, how do you let your light shine? Well you just you, you, i 've read some things to you, but you let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. Some of you will remember Dr. Bill Daniel, uh, who preached in this church many times through the years, and um, uh, I had the privilege of speaking at his funeral at the First Baptist Church in Tallahassee. He was uh, an amazing soul winner of the highest caliber. Uh, people got saved every time he spoke in this church and we supported his ministry and, and, and I'd go out to eat with him. We've been friends for 30 years and uh, Dr. Bill Daniel, wow. He, he, he was highly educated, had an earned doctorate. He had a, a law practice in Tallahassee, very successful. He became an appellate court judge. And when he retired, what do people do when they retire? And especially, you you know, he wasn't hurting financially. You know what he did? He went out to Home Depot and applied for a job, but not just any job, there was just one job he wanted. He applied for a job to be the greeter at the door of Home Depot. And he'd wear that vest and people would show up and he'd say, God bless you. Oh, what a beautiful day. May the Lord be with you. Uh, uh, can I pray with you? The first time my wife, wa- I didn't know he had done that. The first time my wife and I showed up at Home Depot, he sees us at a distance and he says, Pastor Jones and Sister Beth, come here, come here. And then he hugs us. And then he says, after he hugs us, he said, now nah, let's join hands. We are standing in the entrance of Home Depot. He said, let's join hands. Father, thank you for the blessings you poured out. I'm convinced that the only reason they didn't fire him is he was so anointed they were afraid to touch him. <laughs> Who does that? Who spends their whole life in a career? Has, has month, don't, aren't we supposed to retire, sit back, and relax, and do nothing? <laughs> no! No, God's got a great retirement program. It's called heaven. And until then, you let your light shine. You figure out somehow, some way to let your light so shine before the world. One day he went out to minister. He went home, got in his recliner, kicked back, closed his eyes and went to heaven. Wow, what a light. Now he wasn't perfect, none of us are. He made mistakes just like we make mistakes. But he kept letting that light shine. Well, what if? What if we did that? And the reason I'm preaching this Christmas message, as it were, on the first Sunday in December, is because what if we did it this month? What if we took the ministry of the gospel and the light and the love of Jesus Christ outside of these doors and touched a community? What if we, what if we started a let your light shine campaign? And by the way, I, I'm, we haven't started anything. I'm, we're not, I'm not promoting anything except for you to just get out there. And do it. What if we started giving and sharing and helping and ministering? What if we started doing some things that were so extravagant that it puzzled the world? People wouldn't even know how to respond to it. Because that's what we're supposed to do. I mean, after all, who gives a car away just because somebody needs it? Who pays somebody's bills until they can get back on their feet? Who says, you don't owe me any rent this month? I know times are hard. Who buys gifts for a person just to encourage them in the Lord? Who adopts a family and blesses them for no other reason except the love of God? Who does that? I'll tell you, we do. If we do what this Bible says, to, you talk about changing a world. Wow. When I get to heaven, I'm going to look for a couple. Uh, Kenneth and Marinel Coke lived in Hattiesburg, Mississippi and had a successful business. And uh, my wife and I were young and we were, I was in school, I was at William Carey College preparing for ministry. And it was, a, it was a, a real difficult time for us financially. I mean, it was bare bones. We were just paying the bills just so I could stay in school. And, and Christmas was drawing near and we managed to buy a few little gifts for our children. They were just real small. And, uh, but we were embarrassed even by what we had bought them. We, we wanted to give them more, but we just didn't have it. We didn't have it. And the week before Christmas, there was a knock on our door. Remember it was real cold. I opened the door and there stood Kenneth and Marinell Coke. And he said, uh, pastor Jones, and we, we just met them briefly. we we hardly knew them. And We didn't think they knew anything about us. And he said, Pastor Jones, would you gather the family and step outside? I said, yes, sir. So we all put our coats on. We went outside. And when we got outside, they opened the car doors and they started with our daughter, Carolyn, and they got gifts out and they gave them to her. And she was so excited. And then they got gifts out for for Kyle and gave gifts to him. And then they gave gifts to, to my wife. And then I was hoping they hadn't forgotten me. (laughs) And he said, Pastor Jones, we've got something for you. And he got a little package out. And of course we were tearing into him and he gave me a Polaroid camera. You know, those old kind, you have you have have to do that to get them to develop. Man, I love that camera. And then right before he left, he put $500 in my hand. Now, I, I, I still think that's a lot of money, but boy, it was a lot of money in the 70s. And he said, Merry Christmas. And they drove off. I, I want to tell you, we didn't know how to respond. What do you say? How do you act? Well, what what do you do in a situation like that? We, we thank them. And when they drove out of our driveway, I said, thank you, God. Thank you that you haven't forgotten us. Thank you that you remembered us. You you see, Kenneth and Marinell gave the gifts, but God got the glory. God got the glory. Please remember this. Don't forget this. When the Holy Spirit leads you to do something, when the Holy Spirit leads you to give something, when the Holy Spirit leads you to do something good and you obey God, always gets the glory he always gets the glory he gets the glory of having an obedient child because you're doing what he told you to do he gets that glory but he also gets the glory in some individuals that need to know that he has not forgotten them church listen to me you are the light of the world you are now it's time for us to let our light shine Would you do it this year? Would you listen, take every opportunity, be devoted to it, not to neglect it? Would you let your light shine? I'm telling you, if we do this, if we do this, the glory of God, the glory of God will come down. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for letting me preach this message. I thank you, Lord, for a reminder that even though we're not saved by good works, that we're called to good works. We were created for good works. We were saved for good works. Lord Jesus, please, please move upon our hearts. Show us us how to let that light shine. Show us how to be kind, be gracious, be loving. Show us how to be the light of the world. Show us how to take the truth, the ministry, uh, the joy and the glory that we feel in this place out into the restaurants, out into the community. Lord, we're, we're asking that you would bless us that this would be the best Christmas possible under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And I pray rich blessings upon every family here today. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you again for listening to this message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or if you need someone to pray with, please contact us at 850-926-1200 or email us at info. ROLCrawfordville.com We also want to encourage you to visit us this Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Please visit us online at ROLCrawfordville.com for more information and directions.